1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and
0: Heath. Welcome to the Thursday show. It is November 14th. We're getting ready for Fantasy Week 11. All right, we got the AFC home games. We weren't that many of them, so we borrowed a couple of NFC home games today. But we got some, some good games to talk about. The Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. We got the Chiefs and the Chargers. We got the game that everybody's talking about, the Bills versus the Dolphins. Kaelin Bellage uh, and Devin Singletary. We're actually excited about one of those two running backs. Welcome to the show, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. How are we doing today?
2: What's up, Adam? Good to hear your voice and good to get into week 11. We are getting close to the fantasy playoffs. How about that? I know. Hitting you over the head. It's crunch time, for sure. Yeah, three weeks away. These wins matter. These games matter a lot. I, too, am excited for week 11. Not that excited to hear your voice, but week 11 (laughs) should
3: be great. (laughs) I don't have to talk that much. Okay, let's institute a rule before we get into
0: starter sit. Let's just, so we don't have to do any regulation, okay? Agree or disagree with this rule. If you are eliminated from the postseason, you cannot make the playoffs. You are not allowed to make any trades unless you're in a keeper league.
2: I think that's a fair rule. The problem is that people are going to think just because you have six or seven losses that you're automatically
4: out of it. You're probably out of it, but I think you can make— Make it at six and seven. Before. What if it's a fair trade that just you need somebody to start to nope. beat a team that could be in playoffs?
0: Nope, you can't do it. You're not in playoff contention. You, you, you cannot. If you are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, you cannot make a trade. Right. But what if right. what
4: if you what if you win the trade? You can't do it. Like, I'm what sorry. If, you cannot if, do it. What if uh, what if you trade Terry McLaurin for Jamal Williams?
0: Who do you think won that trade? Like you think I'm regretting like not having Jamal Williams. <laughs> I'm sorry. I
4: don't know. I was just thinking of a bad trade you made recently. That was kind of a bad trade. But a couple of them.
0: Um no but I I think it's a very I think it's a valid rule. Uh, you have to be mathematically eliminated. Not like probably eliminated, but completely eliminated from the playoffs and you cannot make any trends. Who's doing that math? Well that's the tough part, I guess. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> You basically but, have to be the last place team with like one or two wins, that's it.
3: Fine, maybe. Uh, it's probably easier
0: starting eight next losses. week. Okay. Do we agree? Can we institute the rule? Can we make it a, a fantasy no, football No, we can't today? institute the
3: rule because we don't have a method for determining who's mathematically eliminated
2: yet. Well, you'd actually actually you'd have to do the math.
4: All right, so you're. This, the show ends uh, in about an hour? You're uh-huh. gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to all of our uh, uh, production people that run all of our leagues. You're gonna be in charge of going through every <laughs> single cbsports.com <laughs> league and determining who's in and who's out. Okay, who's, who's gonna be in charge of checking his math? Oh, uh, Andrew.
0: Oh, yeah, all right. that'll work. All right, well, I guess we're not instituting that rule, but I recommend it for all of your leagues. Here are some players that we're recommending this week. It is Telemore Due time, game time, Tully time, the player of the week presented by Tully Dave, Jamie, and Heath are going to select a player who they think can surprise us in week 11. All right, Dave, it's Tully time. What do you got?
2: I think we can go back to back with Jared Cook. I think he can step up and have another good week, good matchup against Tampa Bay. You saw the targets and the season high in catches and yards last week. He's basically working as the number two receiver for New Orleans, and they're going to have to throw against Tampa Bay. So I feel really good about Jared Cook being a must start. Weird saying it after the way he began this season, but I think he's there.
0: Okay, Jared Cook it is. And I think you guys have him in your top five, right? Right up six, there, six, six, yeah, okay. Uh, Jamie, it's Tully time. What do you got?
4: Uh, Philip Dorsett, I think he's due. Um, you know, good matchup against the Eagles. We'll see if their secondary continues to play better. Uh, but they've still allowed five touchdowns to receivers in the last four games. Two receivers in that span going over 100 yards. And you know what this Patriots receiving core is? It's you know, two guys that really operate on the inside of the field in terms of Edelman and Muhammad Sanu. And I think both are certainly worth starting. Clearly more so Edelman than Sanu, but. Uh Dorsett, I hope they'll take some shots to him down the field. And he was bottled up in their last game against Baltimore, understandably so, because of that secondary. But I think this is an opportunity for Brady to take some shots. And I think Dorsett has a chance to be a number three receiver for him.
2: Who do you like better between Sanu and Dorsett? Format specific. So okay, nine, so nine, non-PPR, PPR, you'll I take, take Dorsett. Dorsett. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now, like this is the emphasis on players that could surprise you, okay? Because we don't have Dorsett in our top 30. Um, I don't know, maybe in non-PPR. But in PPR, we don't. And uh, it's again, it's not a must-start player. Would you start Philip Dorsett or Devontae Parker against the Bills?
4: Uh, I would start Dorsett. I'll go Parker. Heath? Parker,
3: Parker. All right, Heath. Who's your Telemore player of the week? Is it too obvious to say Brian Hill? Like the guys, the waiver wire pickups, I, I think Cook. he's going to be a top 12 <laughs> running back this week. I would start him over Ooh. David Johnson, over Todd Gurley, over a lot of guys you drafted in the first two or three rounds of drafts. I expect him to get 15 to 20 touches against one of the best matchups, regardless of position in
2: fantasy football.
4: They've allowed, I, I know I said this the other day, they've allowed 13 touchdowns to running backs in their last five games. It's ridiculous.
2: 11 of them on the ground, right? Yes. <sighs> yeah. So and he, he passes the eyeball test. For a guy that's 6'1 and about 2'10, he's got good speed to the edge. Love the way he can pick up a couple extra yards on his carries, fall forward. He he could actually be a pretty good find for the Falcons.
0: Yeah, the problem is they can't run against anyone. So uh, the, the thing is, like, I think he's—you think Brian Hill is more likely or less— more likely to score on the ground or with a catch?
4: What do you think? I think he scored. I don't think these yards are going to be great. His yards per carry certainly is not going to be great. But this is a volume based opportunity against a team that just gives up a lot of touchdowns. So I don't think it's going to be a pretty performance. Like it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing to your eye. But <laughs> it's going to be. I think I said it the other day. If you just take the the receiving touchdown, put it in the rushing number twenty for sixty. In that range, uh, twenty total touches, you know, sixty-five, seventy-five total yards. I think he scores, you know, so you'll be happy with it for sure.
3: And they haven't played Carolina yet, so we don't know if they can't run on anybody. Like they haven't
4: played Carolina, haven't played Cincinnati. I'm going to guess they can't run on anybody. I
3: think they can run on (laughs) Carolina.
4: Uh, I think Carolina's
3: schemes just set it up to where it's just like they are taking away the pass getting after the quarterback and leaving wide lanes for running backs to run
2: through. Yep, and their offensive line's getting healthier so it's it's a plus for Atlanta.
3: This is yeah, this is probably the best matchup they've had. It's,
0: you look at Devontae Freeman and just his game log. Like he's faced Minnesota, Philadelphia, the Colts, the Titans, the Texans, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Saints, most of those teams very good against the run. All right, so Brian Hill to wrap it up, since he was the hot waiver wire pickup, who are some guys you would start him over? Would you start Brian Hill over Odell Beckham tonight? Yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. I like Odell Beckham. You sure do. He'll be in our sixty second rankings dispute, which will take four minutes. Uh <laughs> would, would, <laughs> who else? Like uh other other big
3: Devin Singletary or Brian
2: Hill? Singletary. Singletary.
3: I have Hill higher in PPR, Singletary higher none. But I think, like, we didn't see Hill catch very many passes last week. I still think he's going to because of the way they've run their offense it's, and what he did in college,
4: but he didn't do it. It's also, time. I think, depending on game flow, too, because right. they were playing with a lead, which right. is rare for them. Right,
2: but yeah. I am a little bit worried that Kenyon Barner could slide into that role. Yep. Like, they're going to use another running back. There, there won't be just one guy, but Hill will be the lead guy.
0: Devontae Freeman did have three catches in that game last week, and he's, that's what he's made his mark with this year. Okay, some things to promote for you here. We've got our Apple Podcast Mailbag Show. That's Saturday, of course, so please leave us a kind review and ask us a question. We'll read it on the show on Saturday, along with your emails at at cbsi.com and your regulators and maybe some FanDuel as well. Speaking of FanDuel, I know our contest wasn't up last week. It's back this week. Go to fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. It's just five bucks to enter. And our Facebook group. All right, so we got Q and A's in the Facebook group. We got Q and A's with you know with me, with Ben Schrager. Uh we've got just Q and A's amongst Not Q&As, but you ask a question and other people in the group can respond. So basically, you're all helping each other. It's a community of fantasy football friends. Just go to Fantasy Football Today. Find that group on uh, Facebook. And our giveaway this week, who's going to be a league winner in fantasy leagues? And you can get yourself a a nice little FFT t-shirt. All right, some stats to know for this week. Marlon Mack is facing the Jaguars. You guys like him this week?
3: Yes. Like, don't love. Yeah, I like him more in non-PPR. I, lo- I love him in non-PPR. I like him in PPR. There are some stats that are, you know, actionable, as we say, and then there are
0: just some stats that are probably not. But he has five games without a rushing touchdown or any touchdown. And in those five games, he scored double-digit fantasy points in PPR only once. So what does that mean? Well, in Week 9, 30 running backs scored double-digit PPR fantasy points. In Week 10, with six teams on a bye, 20 running backs scored Ten or more fantasy points in PPR. So when Mark, when Mac doesn't score,
4: he's not very good. He's uh, a bore. He
2: there makes you your
4: roster snore. Do you feel like you've been right on him? I don't know. I mean, because this was your concern was that he wasn't going to catch the ball,
3: right? I don't know because he's been good
4: enough that it hasn't mattered. I know. I know that was one of your right. your, your yeah. concerns was that the the receiving numbers, but I know it was also health too. Right. We've yeah. seen volume backs do well against Jacksonville this year. Yeah, I mean you're not benching him with four teams on a bye right, and right. you know no freeman and I, you know no Breida, for example, if a backup that you could use.
3: The touchdown thing is weird, but it's kind of a two-year trend for them. They had thirty-nine passing touchdowns and twelve rushing touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. And you might say, Well, that's Andrew Luck. This year it's eighteen to four passing to rushing. So they're just throwing the ball a lot in the red zone. That's well, that their
4: that, quarterback is a play caller. That's that's uh You know, you go back to even when Luck was at his best. I mean, I don't know if it's just a team thing, but remember they used to throw the ball to Ahmad Bradshaw all the time.
3: Well, and when Frank Reich was in Philadelphia was the year that Carson Wentz had the huge touchdown number, and I spent the whole offseason talking about touchdown regression. It just turned out Frank Reich left, so that was the regression. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I think what's crazy, and I'm just looking this up now, Marlon Mack, points per game. You want to guess where he is in PPR? Points per game, Marlon Mack.
2: 17th. I bet he's lower than that. 25th. -hmm. Behind Devontae Freeman, I do feel right about. He's Derrick Henry, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah. Look, I mean, he's within one point of number twenty. You know, it's it's bunched together, but it's just something to know in PPR. Like, would you start Brian Hill or Marlon Mack this week in PPR?
4: Hill, I'll Hill, I'll I'll take Mack. You know, I think he scores. Mack is a is a poor man's Derrick Henry.
0: Um, Derrick Henry, by the way, is yeah, no, he's he's top. I think he's top ten. Yeah. He's top 10 in PPR. Yeah. yeah. But Points it's the same type of
4: thing. It's just, you know, you're you're a touchdown-dependent player to help your fantasy value, and that's what Marlon Mack has become. He's kind of Derrick Henry without the big plays. Like, if you take away right. those that's two I'm or saying. three yeah. huge plays yeah. from Henry this right. year. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, another stat to know. The Vikings have allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to 14 wide receivers in 10 games. Wow. That blows my mind. So, Cortland Sutton, talk about him in a second. But Minnesota, 10, 100 yards or a touchdown to 14 wide receivers in 10 games. Oakland, they really struggle against pass catching running backs. They've given up five receiving touchdowns to running backs in their last five games. Do you think that helps Joe Mixon?
4: Well, I mean, that's the only way he scores. He's mm-hmm. got three receiving touchdowns on the season. He hasn't rushed for one yet. So I think it's a good game for Joe Mixon. I like the fact I that they too. stayed committed to him last week against Baltimore and he's you know, he's running well. He's playing hard, you know, for everything that's fallen apart with Cincinnati, uh, give him some credit for the way that he's played and His numbers, they're not pretty, uh, but, you know, under the circumstances, I think, you you know, you'd take it if you've been starting him week in, week out, and I think this is a good opportunity for him. He's not going to have a probably big game running the ball unless he gets 30 carries again, but his total yards and and chance to score, I think, are there. Um I'm I'm, I'm thinking he's got a chance to have a big game running the ball. I mean, he's been given a lot of work last couple of weeks. That was 30 carries last week together. I know, but the week already.
2: before, he had at least 20 touches in that game, too. So I think that he's going to get... He, he's their offense right now, and it's easy for them to lean on him when they've got a rookie quarterback. That takes some pressure off of Ryan Finley. You don't like him as much as Brian Hill. I do. You do? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's it's Joe Oakland. Nixon. Well, Oakland's They're good against, against run, the run. Their run defense is good. They've allowed, they've allowed all those receiving touchdowns. I think that there's room for Mixon to get one of them.
0: Um, Only one wide receiver. This is amazing. Only one wide receiver has more than 77 yards against the Chiefs in their last nine games. And that was Cortland Sutton. Kenny Galladay and B.C. Johnson are the only wide receivers to catch a touchdown against the Chiefs in their last eight games. There are some stats that I buy and some that I don't. And I just don't think that I buy that they are really
3: good against wide receivers. They've Um, been really good against the pass. They've been they've just kind of the opposite of what we've seen from, from other teams. They've sold out to stop the pass and they will just allow you to run all over them. But
0: their their schedule, I think, is a big part of it. They faced the Jaguars, Raiders, Ravens, the Lions, and Stafford had a big game, the Colts who ran the ball twenty nine times with Mac. The Texans, the Broncos, the Packers, and Rodgers destroyed them. Um and Tennessee. So, you know, it's just interesting. Like Keenan Allen against the Chiefs Monday night in Mexico City. But you think great start, but the stats say it's not. Starter or Keenan Allen? Well, the Keenan Allen stats say it's not.
4: That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you, he's, he's again, he's, he's all the targets that he's starting to continue or continuing to get. You know, that's the thing you're buying into That's at some point he's going to deliver a big game. I'm starting him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: And final stat that I got. Houston is 6-3. and three. In their three losses, Carlos Hyde has 10, 10, and 12 carries. They are at Baltimore. Who dominates against the run? Uh, so, do you think they're going to win or lose, Texans?
2: L- lose, lose.
0: Yeah, this could be a really bad game for Carlos' side. Uh, is it a prove Nice it- guy, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, then this could be a really good game for Carlos' side. Prove it no, week. be be bad game for. Him. Who needs to prove something to you this week for you to have faith in them going forward? Who's got a big prove it week for you, Heath? Why don't I start with you,
3: Todd Gurley? I would mm. like for the Rams to prove that they would like to use him more in the passing game or in the fourth quarter in the rushing game or somewhere. I don't really care where. i just like for Todd Gurley to get more than 12 or 13 touches in a game. And also, I'd like for Gurley to show that he's still a very good running back. His yards per carry are down 20% from last year. His yards per target are the second worst in the NFL this season, behind only Rashad Perryman.
4: That <laughs> offensive line such a it, disaster. It right? really is. I feel bad for that team. I mean, you know, they, they uh, I think a victim of circumstances because, you know, losing Saffold, uh, the replacement options for Sullivan haven't been good. Um, it's just been a bad scenario all the way around. Uh, it, it's funny. I keep moving him down. I, I, I don't think I can get him to where you are, Heath, but it's uh, it, it's tough to trust Todd Gurley. And I think you, you said it earlier this week. I, I believe you. Uh, I, I believe myself. Brian Hill's a better fantasy option than Todd Gurley right now.
0: Well, Gurley does have a good matchup, but he's just, you know, not really. He hasn't been very effective. And two more offensive line injuries, as we mentioned. Jamie, who's your proven player this week?
4: Uh, Tevin Coleman. You know, I I think with Matt Burita not being there, he's had two rough games. I know he had the 11 PPR points last week, so he was serviceable. But I think we need to see them get back to leaning on him a little bit more. You know, I I don't think he's ever going to be a 20 to 25 touch type of guy. But can he be 15 total touches? And... I think he'll be, he'll be successful enough in that matchup against Arizona this week to to deliver. It's just a matter of you have Brita out, at least that's the assumption, one to two weeks, and Moster's now banged up. I hope that that's the case, is that maybe Moster's not 100% and they can give Tevin Coleman an opportunity to sort of shine.
2: Okay, Dave, prove it. O.J. Howard, who you might have thought proved it last week. I want to see him do it again. And Bruce Arians kind of admitted this week uh, in his press conference that they knew about the matchup against Arizona and they took advantage of it. And if they're Good. paying attention to those matchups and they've got to see what the matchup is against New Orleans and go, oh, we can't use O.J. Howard. And in three games in his career against the Saints, O.J. Howard's been below 60 yards, no touchdowns.
0: OK, so so not excited about O.J. Howard. Is that what I'm gathered, no. gathering here? OK, no, I'm not. And for me, I'm looking at a couple of young wide receivers. Terry McLaurin against the Jets. If he can't do it against the Jets, we're going to a,
2: a
3: have a rough year well, ahead. Well, Dwayne Haskins. Terry McLaurin's proven to me that he's no, a very that, good wide receiver. That, that, right, it's, but about, it,
0: it's about Haskins right, it, and Corlin sure. Sutton. Cor, it's Corlin Sutton at Minnesota, I gave you that stat about how bad Minnesota's been against wide receivers. Uh, I know he had the touchdown in the first game with Brandon Allen. It was an acrobatic catch, and he had his second lowest yards output of the season. So I think if McLaurin and Sutton have bad games... Their trade value is just going to sink if they.
3: I don't know how much they have right now to begin with. Um, I but, think Sutton still has quite a bit. I don't know if McLaurin has any.
4: Like, I'm not as confident giving up something like. Tonight. Well, like you should. You should do what you should have done with Christian Kirk. You should flip Christian Kirk immediately after the game that he just had because he's going to stink for the next month. And then you should flip Terry McLaurin if he has a big game against the Jets because right. it's going to be downhill from here. And Absolutely. maybe the same thing with Sutton because they may turn to Drew Locke and that could be even worse than Brandon Allen.
0: All right, let's do the news and notes here. Dave, I'm just going to do the quarterbacks with you. I don't know if there's actually much here, but Jacoby Brissett's going to start if there are no setbacks, so that's good. We'll preview that game. Matthew Stafford mispracticed. Do you expect him to play? Uh, I do not. Cam Newton said he'd welcome a trade to Chicago. Oh, he didn't say that, but according to the NFL Network, he would welcome a <laughs> trade to Chicago. Uh,
2: we'll, yeah, he'll take a trade anywhere where he can start and keep making money.
0: Geno Smith called heads. People, he called heads. If you watch his mouth during the coin toss, he called Did you heads. see his tweet? He said hails, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. He called that. All right, running back news. James is going to play. Uh, David Montgomery was limited with an ankle injury. Dave, I'll stick with you. Do you think he's going to play, David Montgomery?
2: As of now, I think he plays.
0: David Johnson was not on the injury report. Who's your favorite Cardinals running back at San Francisco this week? Kenyon Drake. Ronald Jones could do more in the passing game, according to Bruce Arians. Right now, guys, Ronald Jones or Brian Hill? Hill. 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 Ronald Jones or
3: Joe Mixon? Mixon? Mixon. Even in PPR. I think I, I've got them very, very close. I might actually have Jones ranked higher. All right. Uh, Jordan
0: Howard was limited with a shoulder injury, but I'm thinking we still expect him right now. We don't expect
2: Love him this week. Tight. I do, too. Yeah, I do, too.
0: It's going to have to be. I hope he plays. He's going to have to have a big
3: game. Against it's a, the it's Patriots. a little bit of a problem, though, to be limited the week after your buy Sure, that's definitely concerning. Like yeah, Alshon I mean, Jeffrey. if somebody
4: dropped Miles Sanders, go take a look, because if Howard's out, then Miles Sanders is a star this week.
0: Uh, Ty Johnson missed practice, and Chris Thompson may not return this week. Wide receivers, we're not expecting Adam Thielen. Alshon Jeffrey, day-to-day, he may not play, but we will preview that game. Uh, Robbie Anderson was limited in practice. If Robbie Anderson doesn't go, how much would you like Demarius Thomas this week at Washington?
4: Good number three receiver. Yeah.
2: For firm and PPR. He can probably get you to 10. Are, are we talking about this game today? No. <clears throat> okay. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Lucky Washington, you, you miss it. Well, no,
3: but Washington's defense, since Callahan took over, they have just completely taken the air out of the ball. Yeah. And they aren't giving up very many offensive plays, very many offensive points.
2: I don't like the Jets this week.
0: But the Jets have a good run defense, so maybe they can counteract that strategy.
2: It's going to be a crap hole a game. Yes.
0: <laughs> Uh, will Fuller was limited in practice. So he's still questionable. We don't know if he'll play. Not expecting T.Y. Hilton. Not expecting A.J. Green. You guys just correct me if I'm wrong on, on anything. Um, Alex Erickson was limited, and we are expecting D.D. Westbrook at the Colts. Austin Hooper is going to miss about a month. Did not ask this, but I will now. With Austin Hooper out a month, with no Mohamed Sanu, with no Devontae Freeman, is Matt Ryan still a good fantasy quarterback?
4: Good, yes. Fine. Great as he was before the injury, probably not. Right.
0: Jack Doyle uh, sat with a shoulder injury, so that's something to watch. We'll preview that game. George Kittle is likely out, not officially out, but likely out. And Vernon Davis could be back this week. Any interest in Vernon Davis?
4: Heath, not really. <laughs> He's been your guy. He was my guy at one point for like three weeks, but no. If you like in the fishbowl, yeah. Anything where you get, you know, tight end bonuses, you should pick him up.
0: And if you're in deeper leagues, there are three players who can come off IR. Well, four. Nikhil Harry, he's off IR. He's um, are, yeah. David Njoku, John Ross, Devin Funches. Funches eligible to play this week. Njoku next week. Ross in week 14. Big defensive news would be the Vikings run defense. They won't have Linval Joseph, and they didn't have him last week, but also Shamar Stefan, another one of their defensive tackles. He could be out. So we'll see what that means for Philip Lindsay. Let's do some rankings disputes. Sixty seconds on the clock. Let's go with Dave versus Jamie here. Jamie and Heath like DJ Chark. They have him as a top thirteen wide receiver. Dave does not. You've got him twenty seventh in non PPR, thirty fourth in PPR. DJ Chark is at Indianapolis. Jamie, make the case for DJ Chark.
4: I just think the offense is going to operate the same way that they have been with uh, with Foles stepping in for Minshew, and you know we'll, we'll find out how healthy Foles is in terms of you know any rust, but he's had enough time to. Practice shark is their number one receiver. And so I don't think they're going to go away from him take some shots down the field. The Colts defense is good. It's not great. And so I I like the opportunity for Chark shark to still have a high volume of targets find the end zone. So in a matchup where, uh, you know, could be high scoring with Jacoby Brissett Now back, I'm gonna stick with DJ shark.
2: I like the confidence. Um, and I obviously like the player. I also like the Colts defense and I think they're going to get after Nick Foles. Jaguars have allowed 10 quarterback p- pressures or more each of their last six games. That was a jumpy quarterback. Though. Uh, yeah, okay. And Nick Foles is the picture of calmness back there. I think that you're going to see the secondary give a challenge to Jacksonville. I, I I love the upside with Chark. I'm just not confident in him being a rock solid, even top 20 receiver this week.
0: Okay. Uh, Marquise Brown, Dave, you are more confident in him. Let's go Dave versus Heath. Heath's the low guy on Marquise Brown against Houston. He's got him 34th in PPR, 31st in non-PPR. Dave has him as a top 20 wide receiver. Marquise Brown, Heath, you're saying to probably sit Marquise Brown.
3: I don't like this position. I'm trying to find reasons to move Marquise Brown up. It is a fantastic matchup against the Houston Texans. I think he's good. I love his quarterback. The thing that's held me back so far is he's got 13 targets over his last three games. Like You've got to catch a deep touchdown or you're going to be bad with four to five targets per game. And that's all we've seen from him. In two out of those three games, he's mostly been bad. He did catch the deep touchdown
2: against the Bengals. So where you're at now is where I was at at this time last week with Marquise Brown. And I was just waiting to see a sign from the Ravens that they would use him more downfield because he had had zero deep targets in three games before week 10. First play last week, is a deep ball from Lamar Jackson to Marquise Brown. I think that you're going to continue to see that. I think he's healthier now. They're clearly liking his speed. He had a great game last week, and you said that this matchup against Houston is outstanding. At least two touchdowns to wide receivers in four of their last five games. I will just say like that type of player, if he's going to get four to five targets and
3: two of them are going to be deep every week, I'm just going to be low on him every week because you've got yeah, because so have so much volatility. Than, it's, it's you're true. going to be ro- wrong just as often as you're right on that guy.
0: All right. Uh let's talk Odell Beckham here. So Beckham, we you know, we previewed it yesterday, but Dave and Jamie weren't on the show. They have him right around twenty-fourth, borderline number two receiver against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Heath's got him as a top fifteen wide receiver. So Jamie, why are you lower on Beckham than Heath?
4: I just look at the Steelers defense and they're great. And you know, Beckham has, you know, one touchdown since week two. And has not played well over the course of the season. I like the fact that they, you know, Baker said, I'm going to force feed him the targets, which is why I'm not lower on him to begin with. You know, this is, in my opinion, high on Beckham. Um, I just expect him to struggle once again. It's just a matter of will he show up on a primetime game? It's a typical spot where he tends to play well. So that's why I think he has a chance to still be in or should be in your lineup. But this is not an easy matchup against a great Steelers secondary. It's not an easy
3: matchup. I don't um, I don't love it, but I do like the fact that since the bye, they've thrown more than half of their passes to Beckham and Jarvis Landry. They've really consolidated things around those two and Chubb and Hunt. And I think the Browns win this game. I think Beckham has a good game in primetime.
4: The last six Browns coaches that have been fired have all been fired after a Steelers game.
3: <laughs> That's the sad <laughs> That's of fun.
4: the week. Uh,
0: Well, let's see. Let's do two more. Let's do Derek Carr. Heath, you got Derek Carr fourth against the Bengals. Jamie seventh, Dave twelfth. I'll go Dave versus Heath here. Heath, make the case
3: for Carr fourth. Wow. It's the Bengals. And the Raiders have been good. Yeah, And I think that they can do pretty much whatever they want to in this game. Josh Jacobs will score some points. Darren Waller is going to get back on track. Tyrell Williams scores a touchdown. And it's the Bengals.
2: I'm worried that it's going to get out of hand early. And Carr won't have to do too much. And I think that's possible, but if it does, there's a 50-50 chance it gets out of hand early because Derek Carr's scoring points. Sure. I get where you're coming from. I I think he's a number one quarterback, certainly startable this week, and a tremendous replacement if you're without Wilson or Rodgers. You can trade for Derek Carr, dirt cheap, and you can use him next week, too. Just a little worried about the upside.
0: Mm, Okay. You've got him ahead of Drew Brees, Heath. Drew Brees at Tampa Bay.
3: Maybe it's because he's at Drew Brees outdoors yeah. after what we saw from Tampa Drew Brees Bay. last week. Well, Drew Brees isn't the same quarterback anymore. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees I, I isn't the same because he had one game bad game. To make. Drew
0: Brees isn't the same quarterback. He scored thirty points the week before. A bad game on the road? Him. No, at home. But I don't know if he's not the same quarterback anymore.
3: Well, if he is the same quarterback, then you wouldn't want to start him outside against
0: the Bucks. He's I think I, I might make choice, an exception. He's have
2: to throw right.
0: Uh all right, what else we got? Last one. How about how about Could Jacob- you
4: do
2: a fan
0: <laughs> Okay. Uh you sure Jacoby Brissett or Noah Fant, Heath?
3: Noah Fant. Okay,
0: Noah Fant. Dave and Jamie have him eighteenth. You've got him eighth.
3: Since the Emmanuel Sanders trade, he's seen twenty five percent of the team's targets. He is their number two wide receiver. He has big playability. And uh I think he's gonna be the safety valve for Brandon Allen if Cortland Sutton's double covered.
4: Remember the question I asked you before the show? No. Which team has yet to allow a touchdown to a tight end? Who is it? Minnesota. They're due. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that they are. I'm sure Noah Fant is going to be the one that breaks the Well, if
2: they the tackle court. like the Browns did, he'll do it. Uh,
4: sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think you want to stash Noah Fant. You don't want to start Noah Fant this week.
2: Yeah. Like, I'd had, rather
4: start Nick Boyle, for example. I would,
2: too. Yep.
0: Okay. He had that 75-yard touchdown catch and run, and that's pretty much it this year. But, uh, all right, so Heath likes Noah Fant calling his shot. Sounds good. We got the seven games to preview. We'll get to the ones, the late ones right now. It's start, sit, or flex at best. Tyler Boyd at Oakland in the oh, never mind that stat. Um that's for Tyrell Williams. Uh but go ahead with Tyler Boyd. Start, sit, or flex at best.
2: I'm starting him. Yep. I think I think the matchup's good enough against Oakland. They've had problems with their slot corner. That's where he lines up a lot. They're gonna chase points. I think he's gonna get good volume this week. Okay. Start and PPR, flex at best and none.
0: Joe Mixon, I think we already talked about him. He's a start. Uh, would you start Joe Mixon or Tyler Boyd
2: in PPR? Boyd. Boyd. I think Boyd's safer.
0: Okay, now, Tyrell Williams, here's your stat. In the last three games since Drake Kirkpatrick got hurt, five wide receivers have had 73 or more yards. Four wide receivers have scored uh, against the Bengals. So, starter sit Tyrell Williams compared to Tyler Boyd.
2: Were they better with Drake Kirkpatrick?
0: Yes. Actually, they were surprisingly good against the pass with Drake Kirkpatrick. He's made a big difference. Yeah.
4: Start.
3: Oh, he's a start. Start in non flex and PPR. I prefer Tyrell in non and Tyler Boyd in PPR.
0: What about half PPR?
3: I will take. Ooh. What happened? I don't know. I don't know. They are tied to the one hundredth of a point. <laughs> They're tied to the one hundredth of a point in half PPR. Uh, I would probably start Tyler Boyd because of the volume. We'll be better. Okay.
0: Uh, James White at Philadelphia starter or sit or flex.
3: Start in start PPR, PPR, PPR. Flex and non. Yep. Sony Michelle. I might sit him in non.
4: Sit in both.
0: Sit Sony Michelle on both Michelle.
4: Yeah, sit him, Sorny.
2: Mohamed Sanu at Philadelphia. I think he's going to be okay in PPR. Yep. none. I'd
3: be flex, a little more. Flex worried.
4: though.
2: Yeah. Flex and PPR
3: sitting on Devin Singletary at Miami. Must start.
0: Start. Cole Beasley at Miami.
2: Flexo Rama. Yep.
0: Cole Beasley or next guy on this list. Devante Parker.
2: Parker. I'll take Beasley. I'll take Parker and non PPR and Beasley in full PPR. I don't feel like Beasley's a big catch guy. Like he was last week, but he was li- right, and he was more about the touchdowns before then. But yeah. he's given you at least ten PPR points four straight games. Parker he also like, scored
4: against Miami.
0: Parker's going to have five catches for sixty-two yards. Just letting you all know, it's what he does. That,
4: that's every week, right? I take I take the under.
0: Uh, all right. Well, he's very consistent against Buffalo. He was what five for fifty-five and a touchdown. He scored on Buffalo.
2: Yeah. He's one of four receivers to score on the Bills. Bills allowed two passing touchdowns last week to the Browns. Start, sit, or flex at best. Kalen Ballage. Flex. Non PPR flex. I mean, he is giving you (laughs) 6.0 per carry. 6.0. 6.0 so last week it, last week was 6.0. He's 300 carries and pretty much no 6.0 per carry and uh, that was last 6. week 6. and 0. The what of the season 6.0 feet per carry <laughs> oh and on the season he's about nine point we got to make him look good you no, know on the 9.0 on
3: the nine season, on the season he's at 2.1 yards oh is he So he's at
2: 6.0 or so there too <laughs> well, FPC for life okay F- uh <laughs> yeah he is on
3: pace to be the only running back ever I believe to average fewer than two and a half yards per carry and three yards per Target It
2: could, he could, he get benched like, when's that going to happen?
3: Oh, I think it could happen this could week. happen this week. It's uh, yeah. But. All right, I'm changing my mind. But if you were trying applause. to like, they have won a couple games. They don't want to win too many. Not, more. That's the thing. I don't think they're. I gonna think get you away leave from this it. guy. Yeah, this, <laughs> this guy is helping. Well,
2: <laughs> Josh
0: Rosen needs to play the for sure? All right. Well, listen, you don't, you probably don't want to start Kalen Bilodeau in Fanduel. Although you never know, it is a great matchup. You could take a shot. Maybe Kalen Bilodeau wins you one million dollars. Dave can calculate what that is in nickels. Um, but look, fantasy season, fantasy football season. In full swing and more ways to win than ever on FanDuel. And if you've never played on FanDuel before, if that's awesome. That's good because now you can get $20 in site credit by signing up at FanDuel.com slash FFT. If you haven't played DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports, and you're just maybe you're intimidated by it, I was probably a little intimidated by it. I promise you, it's super simple. It's so easy to get into. It's really fun to make your lineups. It doesn't take long. You get to choose from any player you want. You just have to fit them within a budget. And on FanDuel, you don't really have to scrape the bottom of the barrel. You can get a lot of stars in your lineup, but you do want to have one or two players maybe more that are really inexpensive that have good matchups so you can load up on guys like Christian McCaffrey or whoever you want. Uh, so please sign up at FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com FFT. When you sign up there and you make a $20 deposit, you will get 20 back. You'll get an extra $5 a week in site credit every week for four weeks. Five bucks a week for four weeks. And you can use that to join our contest and compete against listeners of this show. The URL is fanduel.com/fft, FanDuel.com FFT. FanDuel.com slash fft and you can win dave how many nickels 20 million (laughs) yeah it was not such hard math okay houston at baltimore Uh, i told you about carlos side that's your stat of the game he has 10 to
3: 12 carries in their three losses i've got a good stat of the game oh oh okay because i guess i had a bad one go ahead DeAndre Hopkins has averaged fifteen point two fantasy points per game with Will Fuller, twenty two point three without Will Fuller. The same number of catches per game as he had targets per game. Is that with this Fuller's season off the or, field.
0: or career? This season. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I don't think anybody's sitting DeAndre Hopkins,
3: but it is you a good can't. point. Right.
2: Well, right.
3: I think it may ch- it changes his appeal in FanDuel. Right. I, yeah, that's for sure. Okay. So so Watson. Anybody you're
0: starting – it's not an easy matchup. Baltimore's defense got gotten a lot better. Anybody you're starting over Watson that you ordinarily wouldn't – I know he's still a top five, but like – No. Any streamers or Dak
4: is the only name. Well, Lamar, you may have drafted Watson and Lamar Jackson and been yeah, struggling sure. with that decision on a weekly basis.
2: Okay. And I'll start Mahomes over him too, but yep. that's in the exact same – No one had Patrick and Deshaun. Okay. So – most
0: you're going to start Deshaun Watson, who's had mostly tough matchup all, all year, and he's been pretty good.
4: It's a weird over under. What is it? Fifty. F- Fifty. Yeah. Okay. Why is that weird? Because I don't think the Texans can score very well against this defense. So it's where is it going to come from? Is it going to be a thirty to twenty game? You know, thirty one twenty. So maybe it's one of those sucker lines. It just They've feels weird, it, like uh, like you're they're, you know you're trying to entice you to. Take the Texas it over. defense is clearly not good. And so no. Baltimore well, should have success scoring. They got two,
0: they got two members of their secondary back going into that game in London. We thought Gardner Minshew was going to be great. They got Joseph and uh, their safety Gibson back. And they played a lot they better. They had a
4: great game plan. They had a great game no, they plan. They played a lot Jaguars, better. which is why the sack total to me is a little skewed because Minshew just got jumpy in the pocket the last two games for him. And that's why I think he's being benched. They don't have and a great so, defense. I, and they can't do they that don't. in this
0: game. But they they may not be as bad as we thought because their secondary was really beat up. Now, that doesn't mean anything in this game because Lamar Jackson is obviously a must start. I think he's your number one or number two quarterback. Uh, the running backs, though, like, we're sitting Hyde, right? You want to get away from him? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Duke Johnson, get away from him. PPR flex. Yep. Okay. And let's talk about Mark Ingram. He's actually pretty interesting. He was going to be in the rankings disputes, but we'll do it right now. Because Dave, you've got him like uh, outside your top 15 and and Heath and Jamie inside your top 10, I believe, uh, for Mark Ingram. And that's interesting to me because this is a really good run defense. They've allowed 3.6 yards per carry since week one. And uh, Mark Ingram, you know, doesn't get a ton of work, doesn't catch up a ton of passes. So Mm -hmm. a lot of faith in him. 14th in PPR, but top 10 in non-PPR. So, uh, Jamie, Heath, you guys can kick it off with Ingram.
4: I think he scores. And, you know, we've seen when they're in competitive games, he gets more work. You know, you go back to the Patriots game two weeks ago. And so, I I think, I don't think the Texans are going to roll over here. So, while I don't know if they're going to score to the level of what the numbers suggest, I still think they're going to be in this game and make it tough on Baltimore. And so, I think Aaron's got a chance here for 15 carries, and, and we've seen what his numbers are when he gets that type of workload. So I'll, I'll take my chances with him to get 80 and a touchdown.
3: Yeah, I think in, in non-PPR, he's probably been a top 10 running back more often than not,
4: and I don't know that this matchup's difficult
2: enough to where I would consider sitting him. Dave? He's only had one game with 15 carries in his last four, and he could have had it against Cincinnati. They didn't need him to do it in that game. I don't know how much they're going to need him to do it in this game, and Lamar Jackson's been
4: do you think too they, good they, as a runner. They blow out the Texans.
2: I, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but I think that they're going to win pretty handily. Okay.
4: Uh,
0: we already talked about Marquise Brown. We're starting DeAndre Hopkins. If Will Fuller plays, would you start Will Fuller? If Will Fuller doesn't play, would you start Kenny Stills? And by the way, Kenny Stills is 50% owned. If Will Fuller is back, I think that's someone you can probably drop if you want to pick up maybe yep. a handcuff. You can drop him like if that.
2: Fuller is ba- isn't back.
0: All right. Yeah, Baltimore, they've allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to a wide receiver. In all but one game, probably gonna be Hopkins. <laughs> but what do you think about Fuller?
4: He's a you know boomer bust number three receiver.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay, Fuller or let's say Tyler Boyd, Tyrell Williams,
4: behind those guys. Behind those guys by probably about ten spots, probably.
2: All right. Well, I just for want-
4: me Fuller would be in the Devontae Parker, Colby's range.
2: It, he's in the range of I need to. Start a player that's got some high upside and might be able to hold on to one deep pass. The Mike Williams range. Yep. Well, except Mike Williams hasn't really done it this year. He has zero touchdowns. Fuller has one game with touchdowns. Yeah, maybe two and and one yeah. game with three drops. Three yeah, drop touchdowns. I mean, you know that the high risk, high reward. Do you need somebody like that in your lineup? Are you playing against the number one team in your league? That if that's the case. Then you go with Fuller. that. Does
0: not matter to me. I just, I think you can get. It, it. matter to me with it, guys
2: on buy. It and, matters to a lot of. Know, I don't feel good about a lot of other people, and I know I'm going up against a stacked team. Yeah, Any points. People care about that. I,
0: I don't because I think you can outsmart yourself, and you can. Leave I, points I never look bench. at my opponent. Yeah, I no, I, I
2: almost never do either because I play in too many leagues. But if, if I know that my lineup is missing Tyler Lockett, and I want somebody that's kind of like Tyler Lockett, Will Fuller, is someone I would consider.
0: Okay, Darren Fells is sixty percent owned. He uh, has inconsistent targets, but he has six or more fantasy points in non PPR in five of his last seven games. That's pretty good. Twelve or more in PPR in four of his last seven games. The Ravens have not really been tested. I don't know that they're good against tight ends, but they do allow the seventh fewest points against tight ends. Uh, starter sit Fells.
2: Well, the Ravens have only allowed two touchdowns to tight ends all year. One did come last week to Eifert, and I feel like he's just a he's he's become like a touchdown or bust tight end for Houston and a red zone option. He's a guy that's taking touchdowns away from Carlos high. So if you think he can score, if you can't find a better uh, tight end, that's more dependable for yardage, then you go with fells.
4: I think I, if fuller plays, you stay away from,
2: him. I just think you you
3: can find like, there's, there's a lot of streaming tight ends this week and none of them are safe, but you can find a guy that's a better yardage. you stick
2: them. with Gasicki or do you go back to fells versus Gasicki? No
3: I go fells over
4: Gasicki, but I go Nick Boyle over fells.
3: I'd go Nick Boyle over Fells as well.
0: Okay. That's interesting. I mean, Nick Boyle's had some really bad games.
3: Right. He's kind so of is coming, Darren Fels. coming on strong. Yeah, so but Fells guys, the Fells is uh Like the all, imagine let's just imagine and this is hard to do, but imagine he did not score a one yard touchdown last week. Last game. He didn't last, last game. week. last game. Two weeks ago. Last game. Like you look at his yardage total over his last six games, it's 12-20, 69. 27 58 one.
0: But he but Darren Fells has the most touchdown catches among tight ends. Maybe Austin Hooper has more.
4: But I think Yeah, it's th- just a matter of it's just a matter of what you think. And and this is a lot of it format too. You know, non PPR he's helping you. PPR he's killing you when he doesn't score. Yeah, yeah sure. For the most part. He'll All kill right. you anyway. He scored a touchdown last
3: week and scored seven point one PPR points. Okay, guys. Let's move on. It's tough. Uh Baltimore
0: DST, Dave and Jamie have him fourteenth, and Heath has him sixth. So, uh,
2: you know, they're in play. Is that just because you you want to say even it's, if it's a tough matchup, you just go with them anyway, Heath? I think they could give up points to Houston and still score fantasy points. Deshaun Watson's
3: thrown some interceptions. They have had trouble protecting him in the past. I think they'll get a few sacks. They can make some plays, and then they may get up some points as well. It really and it's so like ranking defenses is the worst <laughs> because there's uh, I get it. I, wow. we've got four different scoring formats in the leagues I play in just on CBS.
0: And I see Dave, for, for has, Dave has moved the Ravens' defense up. So now it's Jamie who's the outlier who has them outside the top 12.
3: All right, we're going to take a quick break
0: here. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Chiefs and the Chargers. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. The Chiefs have allowed 21 or more fantasy points to 10 of the last 13 quarterbacks Quarterbacks they've faced in their road games. All right, do we have faith? Are we going back to Phillip Rivers? He was such a letdown last week. Starter
2: sit. I'm going back to him. I think he's a start. We've seen him bounce back from bad games like this before. He looked washed in that game, but I think he can come through, and we've seen the Chargers allow some big points to fantasy quarterbacks lately. I'm
4: nervous. The Chargers have... The Chiefs, the Chiefs, I'm to say, I'm sorry. Um, I think you need, sorry, Heath, but I think you need, which is not a surprise, but I think you need Patrick Mahomes to have a big game here, and they're chasing points.
1: Yeah, because yeah. they're going to run, run. run on them early, right. you know that.
0: Sure.
3: <sighs> I'm nervous, but I'm probably starting. Like I'd start Derek Carr over him pretty easily. I would start both quarterbacks in the Colts-Jags game over Phillip Rivers.
4: Not me.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm starting Rivers over everybody you just named. Okay. Carr I can see. But
0: Yeah, I mean like Carr, Carr does not have a lot of uh well, I shouldn't say he doesn't have a lot of upside. He hasn't had big games. He's had, I think, one big
4: game this year. Well, two of his last three, he's over twenty three points. I, I I don't think we're gonna get a lot of you know, outside of the top three or four guys, I don't think we're gonna get like a lot of thirty point games this week. So
3: he
0: two of his last three games, Derek Carr is what? He's over twenty three? Yep, twenty-three uh, and twenty-nine. No, it was last year. twenty twenty-three and twenty-nine.
3: Yeah, I I could be wrong, One but game. Derek Carr's been better than Philip Rivers this year, right? Uh, He's been better than recently. That's for sure. I believe on a per game basis, he has been better than Philip Rivers this year. Maybe.
2: If only there was some kind of electronic device we could use to get that information. He is better by two tenths of a fantasy point.
0: Okay, so pretty much the same. Uh, all right, so Melvin Gordon is a must start, right? Like top five. Yeah, kind of.
2: I'm starting. both running
3: backs are all three running backs are all four running backs are no, nope, just three. Uh, okay.
0: Eckler or Damian Williams.
4: Williams. Uh, Williams.
3: Um, Eckler
2: and PPR Damien and non PPR, but we're, we're buying back into Damian Williams here, right? He's looked good the last two weeks He's He's getting <laughs> the work. It's well. going to be
4: really interesting to see what the actives and inactives look like for that game. Because if, if LaShawn McCoy is active, I think that tells you that they're a little bit concerned with the fumble. If McCoy is inactive, then it's still all systems go with Damian Williams. And the problem is you're not going to know because it's Monday night. So just well, make that decision just, if you're, yeah, if you're close. Night, well, right. it's if it's close between Eckler and Williams, you know, depending on what your team looks like, and you're like, I don't know, that's something that could sway it in the wrong way for you.
0: Oh, okay, so you're saying if McCoy plays, that would, in your mind, be a bit of a downgrade to Damian Williams?
4: I think that would be Andy Reid saying that fumble... Pissed him off.
0: They said that they, they rested McCoy for maintenance reasons, so I kind of feel like he's going to play. I they also think
4: said that they rested me? him to save him for the end of the season.
0: Well, yeah. It's, it's, I think that's kind of the same thing. But I, I don't know that he's going to sit two games in a row. But all right. I mean, obviously, we're not starting McCoy. Uh, Damian Williams or
2: Brian Hill? Hill. I believe I have Williams ranked higher.
4: Uh, I have Williams higher in PPR, Hill higher in non-PPR.
0: Okay, Damian Williams or Beckham?
4: Williams. Williams.
3: I believe I have Beckham higher in PPR,
4: Williams higher in none. I like the six catches Williams had last week. That's a great sign.
0: All righty, let's talk about the Chargers wide receivers. Are you going to start them? I gave you that stat about uh, you're going to start Keenan Allen. He's top 16 in non-PPR. He's top 12 in PPR. I know he hasn't been good. It doesn't seem like a great matchup. Start Keenan Allen. And if he struggles here, maybe this is a prove-it week. Mike Williams, though, uh, where what do you guys think about Mike Williams this week?
4: He's Will Fuller, kind of the same <laughs> number three receiver.
0: How about this, Mike? We're well, going to start. You're going to start Mahomes. You're going to start Kelsey. You're going to start Hill. So that's easy. Rivers. We talked about the running backs. I'll get a little bit more into Eckler, I think, but uh, would you start Sammy Watkins or Mike Williams?
4: Sammy, Sammy, and PPR. Williams and none. I've got Williams and none.
2: I've got Williams and
4: both.
0: Okay. But they're number three guys, and if you have Brian Hill, if you have Tevin Coleman, what about Kenyon Drake? Would you start Kenyon Drake over uh, – I said Tevin Coleman. I meant uh, Devin Singletary. I don't know why. Tevin and Devin maybe? What about Kenyon Drake? Would you rather have Drake or one of these number two wide
3: receivers in this game?
4: The receivers.
2: I think I'll take Drake.
3: I'll take Drake over William, Sammy over Drake.
0: Okay. Okay. Hunter Henry is a must-start. Um, Austin Eckler really hasn't been catching the ball that much
2: lately. He's yeah, playing. that's a that's concerning.
0: This is a good matchup. I mean, the Chiefs are bad against running backs and pass-catching running backs. So, and you're expecting a lot of points, and he does get. He has. Uh, he, there are three players that are tied for the most targets inside the ten-yard line: Allen, Williams, and Eckler. So, you know. Probably Maybe he needs to score, but uh, he's got a good chance to do that, I'd say. So, all right. that's I think that's this game. DSTs?
2: Them. Yes, they, they exist. They're Chiefs,
0: real. Chiefs are just outside the top 12 for Jamie, way outside for David Heath.
2: Yeah, I, all right. you don't want to use either DST.
0: Jacksonville is at Indianapolis. Here's a really weird stat of the game. The Jaguars allow in non PPR almost exactly one fantasy point per target to wide receivers in non decimal PPR scoring. So if your wide receiver gets eight targets, good chance he's going to get around eight non PPR fantasy points. Uh, I want to know about Zach Pascal. Jacoby Brissett's back. There were a lot of reasons to like Pascal going into that Dolphins game. Um, do you think he's, how would you compare him to Mike Williams and Sammy Watkins?
4: So I'd rather have those guys than Pascal.
2: I'd rather have Pascal than those guys. I think I'm <laughs> I'm siding with Heath on this one. I think I'd rather have Pascal than those guys too.
0: Okay, Heath, make your case.
2: I just
3: think with Jacoby Brissett back, their pass offense has been so much better at home than it has been on the road, and Jacksonville's defense just doesn't really make a difference to me. I I'm not they're not bad. I don't think
4: that they're good enough to to really worry about either though. They've allowed one touchdown to receiver in the last five games, and it was DeAndre Hopkins.
0: The Jaguars. Okay, so they have faced who? They have faced the Panthers. Oh, they faced Michael Thomas, kept him out of the end zone. Gave up 137 yards to Alex Erickson. Um, did well against the Jets. Indiana AJ Demary's Boy has done a really
4: sport. nice job since replacing Jalen Ramsey as yeah, the number is, one
0: corner. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so so I,
4: I just think Pascal is kind of eh.
0: This is kind of an interesting game. Like everyone's going to start Fournette. Is there one more must-start player in
4: this game?
3: I think
2: Marlon Mack is a must start. And Chark? Yeah, I'm starting Mack and Chark pretty much everywhere. All right. And I'm just not quite as – I'm I'm not sure what to make of Chark. I, I, I'd i love to buy back in because you know that I love his skills, but I'm, I'm not convinced that Nick Foles is going to be as gunslingery as Gardner Minshew was.
0: Yeah, and D.D. Westbrook has gotten a ton of targets lately, obviously when he hasn't been hurt. Like, D.D. Westbrook or Zach Pascal.
2: Westbrook. I'll take Westbrook. Pascal.
0: Yeah, Westbrook's 50- I think Westbrook
2: and PPR is a no brainer. He's 58%. You, you take off. Pascal over DD in full PPR, Heath? Yes. I don't I
4: we
3: don't I don't really know what the target breakdown's going to be between Westbrook and
4: Shark, so I've got it pretty much even. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like Shark has not gotten targets. He's got 21 in his last two games.
2: I
3: yeah. just got it even and, and Westbrook's targets haven't been worth very much because
2: they've been so close to the land of scrimmage. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I just I, I think everything's gonna reset with Foles now at quarterback.
0: Speaking of the quarterbacks, are we starting Foles or Brissett? I'm starting both.
4: Uh Brissett, but both outside the top twelve.
2: I, right. I think they're streamable.
4: You I don't know, think either one are top twelve. Keith,
0: why so much faith in these guys? I mean, we are talking about the Colts defense is good. The Colts, their last five games, they have been they have given up thirteen points to the Chiefs, twenty three to Houston. 13 to Denver, 26 to Pittsburgh where that was with a defensive touchdown. So 19 really to Pittsburgh, 16 to Miami. Um they're they're really ball, balling out defensively.
3: Well, I'll start with Brissett, who's just been awesome at home. Um you look at him at home, nine touchdowns, one pick, 25 and a half fantasy points per game. Mm-hmm. On the road, 14 and a half fantasy points
4: per game. How healthy is he
3: though? I presume he's full practice on Wednesday I'm just going to presume he's healthy
4: Like,
3: I, I don't this, if he has some sort of setback or has a limited practice and that would change he
4: did him. only have one tough matchup at home though
3: yeah that so,
0: so there, there's there's a different split I look at with him and it's pass attempts because the, the home games in which he went crazy were Atlanta Oakland and Houston you know he threw a lot in all three of those games he had 37 or more pass attempts in those games and he had three big games in Atlanta Oakland and Houston are terrible against quarterbacks
2: uh, well, and it's not just that. I, I remember the Oakland game; he was playing from behind, and he had to throw a ton.
0: Yeah, so he those thirty-seven to forty-six pass attempts in those games. He's had four games of twenty-five to twenty-nine pass attempts, and he hasn't done well. But they also were tougher matchups, so it's like uh, a lot of things going there. And how much? Is and he it's gonna, it's he not throw? an easy
2: matchup, right? We've kind of determined that Jacksonville's pass rush is pretty good. Their secondary, even without Jalen Ramsey, isn't bad. So I'm I. I'm Going back to what I said, I think he's a good streamer. I don't think he's a great starter. I don't have the conviction.
0: Cool. What else from this game? Am I missing anything?
2: What about the tight ends? Yes, that's what I'm app-
0: missing. Thank you.
2: What about them? So, do we know about Doyle? He's a tight end for the Colts. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. He's hurt. Right. He's on the injury report. So... Hoping he gets cleared up by Friday, and we know that he's going to play.
0: Look, this this team, the Jaguars, have allowed five touchdowns to tight ends in their last five games. They don't have T. Y. Hilton almost certainly for this game. The Colts, so the tight ends are going to play a role.
4: This is this well, is. Well, Doyle has scored in every game that stuff. Hilton has missed. I
0: don't think he did. I don't think he scored against the Chiefs. Did he? Uh,
4: did Hilton not play in that game?
0: Correct. Hilton missed that game, and that was when they barely threw.
2: Okay. Hilton's so outside of that one, two. there's still a semblance of a track
4: record. <laughs> Doyle, it's just a matter of whether or not they. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hilton had four catches for 37 yards. Oh against the crap! He did not playing against the, the Raiders. Oakland game. Doyle scored in that game. Doyle scored in the last two games.
0: There you go. All right, he scored. He's had three or he had four tar- four catches. Yeah, uh, whatever. He scored in three games without Hilton. All right, good call, Jamie. Sorry about that. So. Yeah,
2: he's 71% owned. I mean, if-
4: and Ebron last week after complaining, whatever it was, his targets were up and he should have had a touchdown on the first drive. Yeah,
2: he had three drops in the game. But I don't, I don't think they have a choice. <laughs> They've got to keep going with him. So I kind of like both of them. Yep. Yeah, you like him better than Boyle. Yes. I think I have Boyle
3: ahead of them.
4: Wow. Yeah, I like Boyle this week, but I would take both of them with Hilton does not play as expected. I'll take both of them over OJ Howard. Okay. Uh, I would also
2: I would as well. Yeah. What about Vance McDonald or these guys? Oh, that's easy.
4: These guys.
0: Yeah. Okay. Denver at Minnesota.
4: Ooh, hesitation from Heath on Vance McDonald. Oh, sorry.
0: No, Vance McDonald's Vance we gave a great stat on Vance McDonald yesterday. If he gets the targets that he's gotten in the last two games, he should have a good game. Yep, seven Browns.
4: targets, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. been He should really, have had a good game last week, too.
0: Been a think of success against the Browns. Okay, so anyway, uh Denver at Minnesota. Stat of the game. Denver in their first game with Brandon Allen they won 24-19 they had the ball for 24 minutes and 30 seconds they ran 43 plays and their running backs had two catches so the
2: Browns
0: let's hope well no but they I'm saying they, they. this was a terrible game offensively for them they ran 43 plays with Brandon Allen uh, I don't know what to make of that but I hope it does not repeat itself Um, who's the best wide receiver in this game
3: Sutton.
0: Sutton.
2: Heath? I think it's probably Sutton. Um, Yeah. We're calling for the Chris Harris effect on Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Diggs doesn't even have 60 yards in his last two games combined anyway.
3: I I think Diggs is probably right around 10 10 points without a touchdown. I think he's in low end number two. I I don't know what to make of Sutton, whether he's better or worse than that.
2: I like the matchup for Sutton and I figure they're gonna have to throw more in this game than they did in their last game.
3: Because the Vikings are going to score points?
2: Yeah. But not with a Stephon Dix. That's how so they got it done last week.
0: Dalvin Cook for tight ends. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you you've got you've got two good run defenses here, but you got one of them missing two defensive tackles. So Diggs by the way he's had two terrible games in a row you have to go back to weeks 11 through 14 of the 2017 season the last time he had three straight games without either a touchdown or 90 yards so that's almost two full seasons that is two full seasons basically this is week 11 uh where he has not had three bad games in a row but he also you know is facing Chris Harris who's just been outstanding this year um would you start Philip Lindsay or Stefan Diggs
2: Lindsay Lindsay
3: yeah, I think Lindsay. Do you like Philip Lindsay this week?
2: Like, not love. He's a top twenty four running back, kinda sorta by default. I think that he's got a better chance of making some breakaway plays than Royce Freeman does.
0: In my mind, he's had six he's had five tough matchups this year. And in five of those you no know, four of those five games, he has scored six or fewer non PPR and eleven or fewer PPR fantasy points. So it's, he's been bad. But I don't know if this is a tough match. I mean, they were great against Zeke last week. But with the injuries, could be a little bit different.
4: Um, yep. And yeah. they could use... Well, Lindsay I don't the think Lindsay does played play last week, though, did no, he? No, he
0: didn't. He didn't. But Sh- Shamar Steffen played about half the snaps. So, still, pretty impressive what they did to Zeke. Very impressive. hmm Okay. Cortland Sutton or Philip Lindsay.
2: Sutton in PPR. I may take Sutton in non-PPR as well.
4: It's just a matter of what Royce Freeman takes away from Lindsay.
3: I've got Lindsay and non-PPR. Jamie, how do we feel about Royce Freeman?
4: I mean, if if last week's game or last the last game for them is an indication of something ahead, then you got to be worried because it was a season low in touches for him, and he was miserable. So I would try and stay away, but you know, flex at best. But
2: Adam did say that they had only forty three offensive plays
4: in the game, so it wasn't. Well, I mean, I don't think they they've the kind around. of been. You know, slow down the game the entire season for the most part. That's just those low.
0: No, I don't that feel was good about Royce though. Freeman either. Yeah, okay. So we talked about Noah Fant. He's 38% owned. Heath likes him. Dave and Jamie, say, maybe stash him, not start him. Kirk Cousins, just outside the top 12 for, well, 13th for Dave, 16th for Jamie, 18th for Heath. So we're not liking Cousins here. Third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. That's what he's facing here. This Denver defense has been great.
4: This just feels like kind of the Washington game for Minnesota.
2: Ah, yep. Yeah, I, I I think I've got cousins too high, and he's not even in the top twelve.
3: So who should and we start like, over him?
2: For the most part, lately at
3: least, when he's been good, it's been in ways that we don't really expect him to be able to repeat. So, so
2: start
4: Derek Carr. We, we don't over really him, give him right? the
2: props. You know, no. well
3: he still deserves it. Two
4: hundred and twenty yards in each of his last two games. He you know? has but he, he has played He has played very well. He has uh, sort of dispelled some of the bad. Things that have been said and written about him, uh, he has put himself in the MVP conversation, but he's not a great fantasy quarterback this week.
0: Okay, so Cousins, Car over Cousins, right? Yes. Uh huh. How about Sam Darnold or Cousins?
4: Uh, I'd still take Cousins, but it's close.
3: I will go Cousins. I'm, but that's mostly because of how I feel about Darnold and the Jets
2: and the Redskins and the fact that they're trying to shorten games with the run.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So Cousins.
2: Prisette Kyle only. Allen is the Pris- tough one for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going Kyle yeah, Allen. Yeah,
4: i go Kyle Allen easy there.
2: He's got more upside, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Better matchup.
0: How about That's nice, but matchup? Brissett and Foles are cousins.
4: Both over cousins. I'll take cousins over both. I would take Brissett and Foles over cousins.
0: Would you start Austin Eckler or Stefan Diggs?
4: Eckler. Um, Eckler.
3: Eckler. Eckler.
0: All right. Finally, the Minnesota tight ends. Kyle Rudolph is forty-two percent owned. He has four touchdowns in his last four games. Irv Smith is seven percent owned. And yeah, I don't know. He's not really doing that much, but he's getting there are some better targets. Options.
2: Six PPR points. That's what you're getting out of Irv. There are better options. Maybe seven. Might get seven points out of him too.
0: Does anybody like Kyle
2: Rudolph? I mean, he's a nice guy. Cool tattoo. He's scored, I think, in every game that I'm feeling is missed. I once sang a song about him.
0: You did. And, Jamie, I'm not going to incorrectly fact-check you, fact you on the uh, Kyle Rudolph stat you just gave. So. Um, Minnesota- he's, he's
4: played well every time Thielen's been out in terms of his fantasy production. Okay. But it's it's Darren Felsish. It's touchdowns.
0: Minnesota DST is top three. Stardom. Over the Patriots DST. Here we go. New England and Philadelphia. Yeah, this should be a good one. For- I think
2: it's going to be a fun game.
0: Four running backs have had six or more catches against the Eagles. Wait. No, I think it's against the Patriots.
2: Well, which is it, sir?
0: (laughs) Well, have the Eagles faced the Bills yet?
2: They did. Yes, they did. They beat them. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. This could be either one. Four running backs have had six or more catches against one of these two teams. (laughs) Seven have had 30 or more receiving yards, but only Devin Singletary caught a touchdown.
3: Have I ever told you how helpful these stat of the games are?
2: <laughs>
3: well, Remember we, when the stat of the game the used to team? be like, Buffalo is home to the biggest cheeseburger And I thought that was really made. terrible, but I think it was better than this one. This is bad. All
0: right, so Devin Singletary caught a touchdown against the Eagles. Okay, so this stat is actually about James White. Starters at James White because the Eagles have struggled against pass-catching running backs.
2: I'm starting James White. Um, the Patriots' typical formula when they go against a team that's got a tough run defense is to lean on their pass-catching running backs a little bit more. We saw that with James White in their game against Baltimore. He didn't have a lot of catches, but he scored, and he actually he had like nine carries in the game. That's a lot for him. So it was kind of wacky how that went down, but he's still got a nice, safe floor of 11 PPR points.
0: I like it. Okay, let's get into this game here. Uh, which quarterback do you like better, Brady or, or Wentz? Brady. Yep. Oh, I almost said Foles. Little Super Bowl slip. Yeah, Brady's top 12, and I think logical game script is they will probably struggle running the ball, and the Eagles have not been good against quarterbacks, but maybe getting a little bit better lately.
2: They're getting healthier. Yeah. So that might help their numbers improve. Mills is back. Ronald Darby's back.
0: So we'll see how they do. Brady or Jameis Winston against the Saints?
4: I'll take Jameis. Um, Timing Brady. is
2: perfect for Jameis. Brady.
0: Okay, ideally we want to get away from Sonny Michelle and James White only in PPR. We're only starting White in PPR. In terms of the running backs, well, first of all, do you think there's any reason to stash Rex Burkhead?
4: Yes. Yeah, we have no idea who's going to touch the ball. For At the some players. point, Sonny Michelle's struggles are going to catch up to him. Sure. Okay, then. Uh, in terms of the wide receivers,
0: we know Edelman is a must-start. And we talked about Dorsett and Sanu. They're number three receivers. Jamie said he likes Dorsett better in non-PPR, Sanu in PPR. Dorsett is 33% owned. And, uh, yeah, he's got an opportunity here against the Eagles, who give up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers.
2: Let's go over to the Eagles. Eagles. Do we have time for a quick point on Sanu? Sure. The five targets he got in his first game would have been equal to the third most that Dorsett's had in a game this season. And the 14 targets he had in his last game is the second most by any Patriots pass catcher this whole year. So I, I would expect Sanu to stay involved. I like uh, the PPR factor is good with him. I
0: right, look, Wentz is not playing well enough, and the Patriots give up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. So try to get away from Carson Wentz. Kyle Allen over Wentz, I assume? Yep. Yes. Um, yeah. Nick Foles. Yep. Not Percent. for Dave, but for two of the three guys, Nick Foles is better. Try to get away from Carson Wentz. All right, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders gets a little trickier here. What do we think about these two?
2: Uh, I'm digging Howard. I like the workload the last couple of games. I think the Eagles have no choice but to try and use their run game. They they can't threaten downfield. They don't have the speed to do it. Nelson Aguilar isn't reliable in that role, and Miles Sanders can't do it enough. So I think you're going to see Jordan Howard have a lot of carries, and the Patriots haven't been great against the run lately.
3: In non-PPR, Howard's the best running back in this game.
4: Uh, I would take him as the best regardless of format.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's really close in full PPR with James White because you know the, of White's potentials in the pa- potential rather in the passing game. It's close between those two in full PPR.
3: He would be my favorite in half PPR as well. What okay, about
4: one-third PPR? The ceiling for James White just hasn't been big. In PPR, he just had his best game, which was 15 points, and Howard's beat that each of the last two weeks.
0: Yeah. Plus, uh, he's only had three games with fewer than seven targets this season, James White, and two of those three were since Mohamed Sanu came about. So his targets have gone down. With well, Sanu. it's also
4: it's also with Burkhead back on the field.
0: That's true. That is true. All right. So uh, let's talk about. So okay. Well, George, Miles Sanders is he anything more than just like a dart throw flex?
4: Well, he could be better than that if Howard is hurt. So just keep an eye on the injury report.
0: Right. But if Howard mid-range plays, flex. mid-range flex. Michelle or Miles Sanders?
2: Michelle.
4: Uh, I would take Sanders in PPR. I'll take Sanders. I think I'm going to take Sanders either way because I just don't like the upside for Sony. Sanders Sanders. has five straight games with at least three catches. I would take Sanders over Freeman.
3: Over
0: Royce Freeman. Yep. And Devontae. Both. Yeah.
4: Sanders in PPR (laughs) has given you six and seven points just on his receiving numbers alone the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, and the thing about Sanders is, like, the Patriots have been great against pass-catching running backs, but he has faced other teams that have been really good against pass-catching running backs, and he's had big games. He had 86 yards and a touchdown against Minnesota, three catches for 44 yards against Buffalo. Those teams have been very good against pass-catching running backs. He is he he is a weapon for them, and they don't have a lot of like offensive wepo- weapons, in my opinion. You know, they're slow and boring. So, I believe he's outscored
4: Michelle in PPR the last two games.
0: It wouldn't surprise me. So, uh, we're not starting any. We're not starting Alshon Jeffrey or a wide receiver, right?
4: No. Ertz is the only one.
0: Ertz is a start. And what about Goddard?
4: He's in that Howard Boyle fant.
2: Can
0: uh,
4: he
2: catch a touchdown?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Ertz is back in your top six. So, everybody start him. And how do we feel about the Pats DST this week?
2: Not nearly as high as in the past, but still top 12. And if you kept them through their bye and you can't easily replace them or don't want to replace them because it
4: means carrying two DSTs, you go with them. So yeah, I wouldn't get cute and play the Raiders over them or the Jets or the Redskins over them. You know, three of the streaming options that are on the table, too. Do yeah. you have them ranked ahead of the Patriots or do you have the no, Patriots ranked? No, no, I still stick with the Patriots. I mean, it's Belichick coming off a of bye week, so I'll trust that.
0: All right, here we go. Two more games. We can run through these pretty quickly here. We've talked about a lot of these players. Cincinnati at Oakland. If you want to... Here's your stat of the game. I think it's a helpful one, Heath. Oakland wide receivers the last three games. Tyrell Williams has 15 targets. Hunter Renfro has 16. Renfro has five more catches, 20 more yards, and one more touchdown. So he's just been flat out better than Tyrell Williams in the last three games. What do
3: you think about that, Heath Cummings? That was probably the best stat of the game that you've given in the last two games. (laughs) I would
0: agree with that. Uh, So would you start, you said your start Tyrell Williams. How do you feel about Hunter Renfro in this game?
2: I think he can get you eight PPR points. He's been more involved. He's actually been hurting Williams and Darren Waller. And what I've noticed is that defenses are trying to take away our guy Waller. And Carr is being smart with the football, and he's going in a different direction. Okay. Renfro has been that direction.
0: Would you start Stefan Diggs or Hunter Renfro?
2: I'd probably go with Diggs. Diggs. Okay. But how about that? How about that lack of enthusiasm for Diggs? I was very enthusiastic. I'm,
3: I'm very enthusiastic. Are you, you're putting about you're putting your st- money down on Diggs over Hunter Renfro? Yes. Me? I am extremely enthusiastic about that.
0: So sticking with the Raiders here, Josh Jacobs is top six in both formats. You guys have faith in Darren Waller, Jamie. Why is Waller? I'm uh, hmm. just pulling up the rankings. He's top four. Why is Waller so
3: high?
4: Because the Bengals stink.
3: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, that's that's a big part of it, but also, like these players are in random analysts' top tens this week at tight end. Jason Witten, Jared Cook, Noah Fant, Greg Olson, Gerald Everett, probably one of the Colts... Like they're. There's only five good tight ends,
2: right? Okay. And so anyone fair that's
3: enough.
4: been reliable has a chance. I mean, they to just got abused by and Mark Andrews touchdowns. and uh, Nick Boyle. Look, yeah. they
0: were terrible against the Ravens' tight ends. Before that, they did pretty well. I mean, Kittle had 54 yards. Mark Andrews, oh Mark Andrews. I'm gonna guess
4: back. Kittle had a touchdown called back. It's just probably that
0: they, Gerald Everett was uh, bad. They weren't the that
3: Bengals good, but they weren't completely bad. Defense versus tight ends doesn't matter.
0: uh fair. Uh so Derek Carr. Uh Derek Carr. Who are you starting, Derek Carr? Over.
4: Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, Ooh. Jameis Winston, Ooh. Josh Allen.
2: Ooh, Ooh dude, that's interesting. I, I I think all three of those. I agree with all of those. Uh, I, I'll start him over Wentz. I'll start him over Cousins. Bob, Obviously, Baker. Kyler. Him. I've got Kyler a spot ahead of Carr. I'm that's feeling crazy. Kyler this week. I, I know you guys disagree.
0: Okay, Derek Carr's top 12 quarterback. He's fourth for Heath. And 7th for Jamie and 12th for Dave. And, you know, Matt Ryan or Derek Carr is kind of interesting. What would, what I like would you far
4: better. Do?
0: I know Dave's taking Matt Ryan. Jamie, who are you taking?
4: Yeah, I am. Uh, I'd go Matt Ryan for now, but I have a decision to make in the league with that, and I'm going back and forth on it.
0: Cool. Any interest in Tyler Eifert, guys? The Raiders are awful against tight ends. Third most fantasy points. Seven touchdowns to tight ends. Eifert's been good. Two straight games. Any interest here?
4: Um, yeah, deeper leagues. He scored 10 PPR points in back-to-back weeks. I think it's a matter of uh, he could benefit if Alex Erickson's out. I was hoping for more targets from
2: him last week, though. Like, I'm happy he scored. He got you 20 yards. I I was hoping for, you know, seven targets. Yeah, he has one game with more than 27 yards this season. So he's a touchdown or bust tight end.
0: Against a pretty good matchup for, to be a touchdown or bust tight end. Sure. That's true. Uh, We already talked about Tyler Boyd. If you missed that, go back to the Start, Sit, or Flex at Best segment. You can check that in the time codes. Last question here, Joe Mixon or Jordan Howard?
2: Howard and non-Mixon and PPR. I think I have Mixon ahead in both, but I think it's very close. Uh, I would take Howard in both.
0: Final game is, is Buffalo and Miami. Josh cool. Allen is very safe. He's a top 10 quarterback. He's eighth for Dave and Jamie. He's ninth for Heath. 19 or more fantasy points in all but two games. Doesn't usually have a huge game, but one of his best games. His best game in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues was against Miami, and he scored 25 fantasy points. Not quite his best game in four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, but you know he doesn't, he doesn't go crazy, but he ain't going to hurt you, and uh, Josh Allen's a start. Devin Singletary, he ain't going to hurt you.
2: (laughs) Hammer, don't hurt him.
4: Uh, He averages 34 fantasy points per game against the Dolphins in his career. In two games? Three. Three?
0: All right, Devin Singletary, you have a ton of faith in him, guys. Top 13 in non-PPR and uh, top 12 in PPR. And Heath, why so much faith in a guy who I think had eight carries last week?
3: Well, he had eight carries because they didn't run the ball very much against the Browns. He still was the lead back on the team. He still averaged five yards per carry, and he had seven targets in the game. I don't like last week for me wasn't quite as big of a step back as it seems like it was for some people. I still expect him to lead this team in carries. I still expect him to be the most targeted running back, and he's facing the Dolphins.
0: Please don't give Frank Gore the ball near the goal line. If you don't do that, Devin Singletary is going to have a big game. Start John Brown. He's a top 15 quarterback, uh, wide receiver, 75 or more yards in four of his last five games. Cole D Beasley is a solid streaming option here, and we, it's pretty similar to Devontae Parker, right, in terms of rankings?
4: For me, yes.
2: Yep.
0: Cool. And Kalen Balazs, is he a top 30 running back this week?
4: No. He might be by default. In non PPR, he's close. In PPR, no.
0: I'm going to make a bold prediction. Uh-oh. He's going to be 60 yards and a touchdown, Kalen Bellage.
3: You think they're going to run the ball 32 times?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wildcat, Kalen Bellage. And uh, I I haven't looked, but I'm guessing the Bills' DST is number one this week. I'm, I'm not sure if not. Kalen
2: Balazs plays 20 snaps,
0: but they're top. How goal.
2: many yards did you say? 60 and a touchdown. There are, are you thinking of
3: that here, piece? No, I'm I'm just... I was looking to see, like, how many of his games you would have to combine <laughs> to get 60 and a touchdown.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Mark Walton had 66 yards against the Bills on 14 carries. So if Mark Walton can do it, then Caleb Balazs certainly can. All right, we're out of here, everybody. Thank you for listening. And NFC home games tomorrow, plus... Uh, Thursday night football, na na
2: na 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 na.
1: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.